This is Blooming Transformations with your host, Laura Kossoff. Welcome to Blooming Transformations. I'm Laura Kossoff, and I am filled with joy to introduce and speak with today's guest, Ellen Bergen. Ellen is the founder of If It Brings You Joy. She's a trained life and joy coach dedicated to helping women gain confidence and prepare for a new season in their lives filled with joy, meaning, and fun. Ellen is a certified fearless living coach and an expert on fear and the ways it can interfere with achieving goals. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you, Laura. I'm so happy to be here. So would you explain to us what you do as a life and joy coach? Sure. As a life and joy coach, I work with women who really crave something more for their lives. This often comes up when they're going through some sort of a transition. Maybe they are entering the workforce or coming out of the workforce, becoming an empty nester, change in marital status. So there's all sorts of transitions that might spark a person to just want more for their life. I know it happened to me. That's why I like to help women figure out who they are. From there, they can figure out what they want to do, how they want to move forward and get that feeling of joy every single day. So how did you come to do this work? When I turned about 50, I just became really unsettled with where I was. I had a great job. It had great pay, good benefits, everything that you look for. Yet it just ran its course with me. I was ready for something new I, because I wasn't ready to get out my knitting needles and sit in my rocking chair. <laughs> Yet I was kind of done with my 30-year business career. So I started a blog. It's a, a personal growth blog that just kind of gave me a new little chance. Challenged. I always kind of thought that the blog was taking me down a path, but I never quite knew where that path was going. So fast forward a few years later, someone had mentioned to me about a life coach and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what a life coach really is. So I did some research and I found a podcast about life coaching and it was Rhonda Britton's podcast. I binge listened to every single episode, and then I scheduled a coaching session with her. About a month later, I was on a plane flying out to LA for an intensive long weekend conference to kick off my life coach certification program. I think joy is something that is unique to each person. What brings joy to one person may not resonate at all with someone else. So how do you help someone find what is an authentic source of joy for her? That's a great question. A lot of people think happiness and joy are similar. In my opinion, they're very different. Happiness is outside things that make you happy in the moment. Joy is a foundation that you build. Even when times aren't necessarily happy, you might be going through something difficult, challenging. If you've built up your foundation of joy, you can still have that joy within you. And yes, what brings me joy might be very different from what brings you joy. And why I call it a practice. You need to see what really sparks your joy. What kinds of exercises can people use to identify and connect with their own experience of joy? I think journaling can be a really good tool because it takes what might be in your unconscious and bring it to your conscious mind. 
Mm-hmm. You can review that. Go back and review what you wrote mm-hmm. a few months ago. It can be really enlightening to find out, oh, I, I did that and I worked on that. And that's really a joy in my life right now. Thank goodness mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you never bring it to light, then you'll never know. So if you have any new thoughts, maybe you thought about doing something new, but you didn't actually take the action. If you write that down in a journal, there's a better chance of that happening Mm -hmm. than if you never wrote it down, if you just let it go out of your head. So as a coach, you help women take their power back from fear to create more meaningful lives. How do you do this? I help people understand how fear messes with our head and stops us from achieving our goals and our dreams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while we get that understanding, we're also turning tools to help us take action. But the first thing is to really understand how fear is controlling our brain. Mm -hmm. Fear's only job is to keep you safe physically and emotionally. But the only way it knows how to keep you safe is to make you fearful of doing things. Fear shows up for each of us in different ways. It could be feeling worried, defeated, overwhelmed. Fear might make us procrastinate or make us unable to say no. There's all sorts of things that fear can do to stop us from doing certain things. And the bottom line is fear keeping us safe equates to keeping us the same or stuck. Another fact about fear is fear hates uncertainty or the unknown. It doesn't think it can keep us safe in situations if there's uncertainty. And it doesn't matter if you're about to bungee jump or go for a promotion. Fear will not like uncertainty of physical or emotional threats. Mm. And then fear holds the past against us. It's going to pop up old memories to try to stop you from taking action. It'll be saying things in your head like, remember that one time that you tried this before? You don't want to feel like that again. Finally, fear is stored in our long-term memory. And that includes real and perceived threats. So even ones that are made up in our minds. Mm -hmm. So as a child, if you got laughed at for making a mistake, Fear never wants you to feel like that again. So those experiences stick with us in our long-term memory. Fear won't let us forget about them because it doesn't want us to ever feel that again, even though we're an adult now and we're able to handle more things. But after all of that, the good news is that our brains can be rewired. That's neuroplasticity, right? Our ability to create new neural pathways when we learn something new or do something in a new way. Exactly. Yes. That is all the the science behind the methodology that I use. A lot of women in our society often feel like they don't have the time to think about their own joy. They have so many obligations and often put themselves last on the list. Is that something that you see in your work? Whether you're a mother, a career person, or both, I feel like we tend to do that. It's so important to recognize that you are important, that you have needs, yet other people can't read your mind. Mm -hmm. So if you're not willing to speak up, and, and even before you speak up, you have to know what your needs are, to be aware of those. Mm -hmm. and then to speak up. 
if you're not willing to do those things, then your needs aren't going to get met. And that's when we tend to have burnout and feel exhausted. So what would you say to someone who's feeling burnt out and exhausted? I think a great first step is a self-care routine. Mm -hmm. Everybody deserves a little self-care time. Mm -hmm. And I know there's times in our lives when we're busier than other times. When I was a young mom, I had so much on my plate. That doesn't mean though, that I didn't deserve a little me time. Mm -hmm. Had I taken that time just for myself, I think I would have been a better mom, a better partner, friend. I think that taking that self-care time is the best thing that a person can do for themselves. Mm -hmm. Just have that little moment of calm, peace, mm -hmm. fun, whatever you want your self-care time to look like. It doesn't mean a massage. A lot of time people mm -hmm. go straight to, oh, I have to go get a massage or a pedicure. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it certainly can be that, but it can be something as just quietly listening to music and shutting mm -hmm. your eyes, reading a book, going for a walk. There's all sorts of self-care activities that can help you become a more joyful person. I completely agree. One of the first sessions that I do with new clients is to help them create a self-care personal rejuvenation plan. And many of them think that that means they have to go on a retreat or schedule a spa treatment. But I explain that it can be something very simple like baking or talking with a friend or playing with your cat. Um, anything that brings us back into a state of balance and allows us to feel re-energized. Another point I just wanted to bring up is that in addition to feeling good, joy is good for us. It supports our health and well-being um, through the release of feel-good chemicals, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. And we can experience improvements in areas like memory, sleep, digestion, pain relief, learning, and motivation. Have you seen that when people bring more joy into their lives, that it really has a holistic effect on their health and well-being? Well, certainly everything is connected in my opinion. So when you're feeling better about yourself, it's going to be easier to take actions toward improving your health. If you start walking a little, it'll help your emotional wellness. Mm -hmm. And as you increase your emotional wellness, mm -hmm. you're going to be more willing to go for longer walks. And so I think it's all interconnected mm -hmm. and it can all be worked on at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, I don't work on just one area of a client's life. It's usually, even if we are focusing on that one area, it affects all areas of life mm -hmm. because everything affects the other. In your work, Ellen, you use a tool to help your clients grow their confidence as they calm their fear. Would you be willing to share that with us? Absolutely. The tool that I'm going to show you is based on the work of the Fearless Living Institute, where I took my life coaching certification program. The tool is called Stretch, Risk, or Die. It helps us just create so many good habits. The one thing that I want your listeners to get out of today is awareness, mm -hmm. awareness of how fear is affecting their decision and how fear might be holding them back from doing certain things. When I talk about risk-taking, it's about doing things that you genuinely want to do, mm -hmm. but they're outside of your comfort zone. So it's definitely uncomfortable to even think about possibly doing those things. So, um, 
I want you to think about a target for the so you can have a visual in your head. And the, the inner bullseye is called your comfort zone. And this is basically what your life looks like right now, things you do regularly. So if you're married, if you're single, if you have three kids, no kids, work 40 hours out in the office, work at home, um, whatever is your daily routine. And this is a little tricky because the name is comfort zone, but not everything in your comfort zone is comfortable. So if you're in a bad relationship or a job that you don't like, there's nothing comfortable about that abuse. There's nothing comfortable about abuse, yet it's something that's in our daily lives. So, and it is part of our comfort zone and we tend to stay in the comfort zone because everything in there is known. And um, what keeps us there is fear of the unknown outside of the comfort zone is a ring of fear which the the fear insulates the comfort zone and doesn't allow us to grow and reach our goals. Mm -hmm. Um, What you want is right there on the other side Mm -hmm. of that ring of fear. Um, So the goal is to break through that ring of fear out of your comfort zone into the next level of risk, which is called the stretch zone. Actually, this is the first level of risk. There's the comfort zone and the what's the bullseye. And the next ring is the stretch zone. Stretches are things that you know you could do, but you're just not doing it. So I know I could eat more vegetables, but I don't. Or I know I could update my resume just in case that job comes along, but I don't. And when we don't take actions that are in this stretch zone, we often beat ourselves up for not doing them because we know we can do them, but we just don't. And so fear likes to make us beat ourselves up, you know, with negative self-talk or comparing ourselves to others. And taking stretches helps us get forward movement and grow closer to the person that we want to be. And taking stretches helps you grow your confidence. Mm People think they need confidence before they can take a risk, but actually it's the other way around. You gain confidence by taking risks, and then you'll have the confidence to take another risk. The next ring of or level of risk that's outside of the stretch zone is called the risk zone. And this is a zone that you're not quite sure that you can do this action. Um, And there's a definite possibility of failure. So to stop us from taking a a risk, an action that's a risk, fear does things like make us worry, fear overwhelmed or feel anxious and so many other things. So actions in this zone are more difficult to do than stretches, yet there's a bigger jump in personal growth when we do take a risk. And outside of the risk zone, is the final ring of fear that um, we need to break through in order to get through the die zone. A die is something that makes you feel like you might actually die, whether it's physically or emotionally. You might find yourself saying like, no way am I doing that. That would probably be a die for you. Uh, Fear just puts a a Rip and on us and tells us, no way, don't do that. Get back in here in the comfort zone where I know I can keep you safe. And 
when you do take a action that is in your die zone, there is huge personal growth that happens with there. And the good thing about all these zones um, is that, so things that fear stops you from doing right now will sooner, you know, once you start taking those actions, eventually they'll become part of your comfort zone. So if there's something in your risk zone that you take, you're like, hmm, well, that wasn't so bad. And it might become part of your stretch zone and eventually part of your comfort zone that you can do every single day. You know, it's interesting. What I often see is that people have an all or nothing approach. They want to become a famous painter and they don't necessarily think that it's okay just to do watercolors on the weekends. Or if they're going to start that novel, it has to become a bestseller. And it's something that I've learned that doing something for joy is a means unto itself. And I recently started taking singing lessons, uh, virtual uh, singing lessons, and I love it. And I don't have any aspirations of being a professional singer. It's not goal-oriented. It's really just for the pure joy of it. It's great. What an awesome thing to do. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. If you could provide a single way for us to enhance joy, what would it be? I really believe that a good gratitude practice is so valuable. It's absolutely priceless because that helps you become solution focused rather than problem focused. And you begin to see so many good things in your life and you kind of let the things that aren't so good go by the wayside a little bit more. If there's one thing that builds joy, I encourage gratitude practice. Do you have any overview closing thoughts on finding joy and overcoming the fear that can get in the way? I think that fear is so ingrained that we give our power away to it. And there's so many things that we can do to take our power back from fear. It just takes a little support sometimes to get those tools and tips and help that we need at different times in our life and get beyond fear and take our power back from it. And what would your thoughts be to someone who is just starting out on this journey? When you do the inner work to find your authentic, true self, what truly makes you happy, you become internally motivated to find more things that make you happy. And you're less willing to accept the things that aren't making you happy. So when I wasn't happy with my job anymore, I found something else, but it took work to do that. I had to do a lot of inner work to find out what was it that really sparked the joy in me. It's a process and it just takes time. And I think the key is to enjoy the process. Know that you're getting to where you should be and just enjoy each step of the way, whether it goes as planned or not. Just enjoy it and know that you're learning and you're getting to where you should be. Do you have any regular joyful practices that you'd like to share with us that we might learn from? One thing that I do every day, well, a few times a day is I take my dog for a walk and we live in, um, we live in the woods basically. So it's 
very peaceful. I find nature to be very calming. And I really find that the walk, I go on one longer walk in the morning and it really helps me kind of center myself and get ready to take action. You know, what, what's my intention for the day? And when I come back, I'm ready to move forward with whatever my intention is. And having my dog truly is, if she doesn't bring joy into my life, I don't know what does. <laughs> so um, I think little things like that, like you mentioned before, petting your cat or what, you know, it's, sometimes it's just the little things and, you know, doing different projects with my husband around the house, even little things like that. And just taking the time to really enjoy them and seeing the progress that they're making, that we're making. I think that all just, yeah, I think all of that brings me joy and a practice of gratitude, I think is what really has made me more aware that I can find joy in all these little things. Yeah. And I think that when we have gratitude, it really opens our hearts to more joy coming in. Amen. Yes. <laughs> you can find out more about Ellen's work on her website, ifitbringsyoujoy.com. This link will be included on the podcast page on Buzzsprout and also on my website where the podcasts are listed. Ellen, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your expertise and encouraging us to live more joyfully. It's been lovely to have the chance to speak with you today and learn about what you do. Your work is inspiring and we are enriched by it. So thank you so much. Thank you, Laura. And I want you to know that I'm so inspired by your work as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. This is Laura Kossoff. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, bloominglifepossibilities.com.